0: To the real collective podcast. My name is Brendan McEgan. With me as always is Sean Tasse. And today I had a mocha coffee something or other, whatever it's called. Half hot chocolate, half coffee. Delicious for this time of
1: year. Sean, how are you, my friend? Uh, probably not as good as you. Where did you get that from? That sounds wonderful. I just made it. Oh wow, that is gold. I am doing very well. I'm uh, I think a lot of uh, the the sickness that's been in our house seems to be on its way out. So thank heavens for that. Um yeah, just you know, we're we're now we're now into December. It's the festive season. I've got my Meowy Christmas shirt on. Don't like cats, but I like this shirt. So see,
0: go. I always wonder when people why people don't like cats or don't like dogs.
1: Oh, I'll tell you, it's it's because I don't like cleaning litter boxes. That's the oh, okay. right. cats, that's cats it. are great. I don't like the ownership of cats. Right. Of.
0: So when you take your dog for a walk, does that mean you don't clean up after it?
1: That's not true. Uh, I do clean up after my dog. I also don't like cleaning up after my dog. It's the smell of the litter box. I really like, it just hits me wrong. Yeah. I used to have cats. Like I like animals. I just, I don't want to own a litter box. I, yeah. I don't want to own a litter box. I yeah. I, if I could own a cat without, like if I can potty train a cat,
0: good. Oh, well, then do it.
1: I don't have time for that. <laughs>
0: Great. There goes my uh, there goes my Christmas gift.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now yeah.
0: I've got an extra cat <laughs> running around the house. Yeah. <laughs> because we need those. Um, Getting back to uh, the Real Collective podcast. Yes. We, we're in a changing market. And uh, with that, we're getting back into things that uh, kind of help protect... I'm going to say both sides, but definitely more on the buyer side, Uh, they can maybe protect the seller um, depending on what it is. But we're talking about having conditions in an offer and what it means now Um, and then what it means as a buyer, what it means as a seller and then what it means if homes uh, don't live up to whatever those conditions are. And again, there's nothing that's a pass or a fail. There's nothing like that. It's basically, are you willing to take on whatever is wrong with the home or whatever is wrong with the septic or the well or anything like that? That's what that's what it is. You get the report and then you make your decision and you either walk away or you take it on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the last two or three years, while people have been making multiple offers on homes, they haven't been including a home inspection condition. Sorry, some of them have, a lot of them haven't. And uh, essentially, the buyers were paying more for houses and bearing all the risk that goes along with not knowing what it is you're going to get uh, in terms of, you know, what you might find in a home inspection. Now, uh, as agents, of course, we're not inspectors, but we go through and we we, we know some things to look for in houses, um, you know, visually to an extent. But I mean, we don't go in the attic. We don't look, you know, inside and underneath the electrical panel, that sort of stuff. So, you know, an and inspector is typically trained to look for the things that we can't see. And especially as you get into specialty items like wells and samples. Um, You know, caveat emptor means buyer beware uh, has, has been the, the, you know, the saying for the last two, three years, but with the shifting market, we're seeing a lot more houses that are selling with conditions, with home inspection conditions. Uh, And then the question is, you know, if you're buying a house and you've got that home inspection condition, what does that process look like? And we'll talk about that in the first section, then the second section, if you're selling a house. Uh, You know, and, 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 you know, you get an offer and it's got that home inspection condition. What do you do to set yourself up for success? So on the buyer side and on the seller side, how do you make sure that you're successful moving through uh, this process? I think, I think that's what we'll talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think as a buyer, uh, what you're getting right now is a little bit more of that freedom to load up your offer with everything just to cover all your bases. You know, like conditional on uh, on financing, can like if you could have a cash purchase ready to go, but conditional on financing, conditional on well inspection, septic inspection, home inspection, roof inspection, because some reason homeowners don't, home inspectors don't cover a roof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do uh, <laughs> garage inspection. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not the separate garage, but yeah all I'm saying is that you can really load them up now because that's the market that we're in is you kind of have that ability to do that and uh, it makes you um I think it definitely makes you feel a little bit safer uh in the market as a buyer because before as someone who works predominantly with buyers our only recourse was getting an inspection done before the offer date if mm-hmm. we really wanted an inspection and you know that that was one of those things where it's like, well, it's five or six hundred bucks now that could potentially save you ten to fifty thousand or whatever it is, you know. So,
1: or or, or uh, you know, six hundred thousand because you simply walk away from yeah. the from, from the house that's a lemon, you know. And yeah. we've, we've we've had clients do that, and it's great. Uh, you know, I'd I'd rather walk away from a from a junk house uh, then, then have some clients buy something that, Oh, you know, we, we didn't, we missed that issue. Uh, and then, and then they're stuck in a house with, with a major issue because, um, theoretically they're going to be reaching back out to us to sell it in X number of years. And if we have to sell it, we know about that issue. It's going to make it even harder. Right. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a a good shift towards, uh, client protection and, and ensuring that, uh, you know, as you're going through the process and you show up for your home inspection, we, we, we're we're there with you as your agent. We're there with you with the home inspector through the whole thing. And one of the first things that we typically say is, you know, expect that you're going to find one to three percent of the purchase price of your home uh, for repairs and in fixes for things that you find in the inspection so if you're buying a house that's six hundred thousand dollars for example expect that there's going to be between six thousand and eighteen thousand dollars in non-cosmetic repairs whether that's grading the outside of the house so the water slopes away or re-caulking the seals around the windows and the gaskets and and all of that sort of thing those are typical things that you that you expect to find uh in any inspection you know doing the caulking around around the the, the yeah. sink and the base of the toilet maybe Maybe a wax ring on the toilet, little things that sort of, you know, they're typical wear and tear items and they they just just go over time and you'll you'll have to do that. The inspector will find it. Really what you want to find, or I guess what you don't want to find, is the big ticket items that need to be repaired or replaced, whether it's the furnace or the AC or there's a major electrical or plumbing issue or, or a huge structural deficiency that somehow we didn't notice.
0: Right. Stuff that you don't see on the initial showing.
1: Right. But, I mean, we're finding a lot of these things in advance, you know, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, so when we go to show a house, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're picking it apart more than trying to sell it. Um, but, you know, all of all of that sort of, um, you know, all of all when you start your inspection, just know there's going to be things that are in the inspection that it's like, okay, well, we have to fix this. Oh, well, you know, we have to put a GFCI plug in close to the whatever. And, you know, you can do that for, you know, a couple thousand dollars and it still falls under the realm of that one to 3% of the purchase price of the home. Um, So yeah,
0: that's... I feel like I could replace a GFI outlet for like 50 bucks.
1: I tried to once and I actually electrocuted myself. Really? Oh. I didn't, I didn't go back the second time to turn the power off. And so like I went the first time to turn it off. I went to go and test it. It didn't work. And then I went to go and and before I went to go and turn it off before – Fixing it, I just started yeah. fixing it, and I shocked myself. So I will not replace a GFCI. the the the, the outlet itself, like the actual plug, is yeah. probably like twenty or thirty bucks. Maybe it's fifty now with inflation. But yeah. I'm I'm don't no, thank you. I'm good. I'll get someone who can do it.
0: I have uh I have the outlet tester, so you know if it's like dead or whatever, not responsive. If it's live, and then I also have the um electrical charge tester pen so when you put it on the actual live wire it's going to beep if it's on and not if it's off so i make sure and uh then we're good and we're good simple stuff like that but but those are the kind of things right like you take those on um or you have someone that knows what they're doing to take those on and that's not like a major thing Uh, it's more like you know this house is for some reason maybe it's Five, 10 years old, but uh, maybe they put in half the insulation they were supposed to. And now you're looking at re insulating the attic or something. I mean, it happens. People just overlook stuff, especially with how fast some of those homes were built and how much some things got overlooked. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's not like it's an all the time case, but it does happen. You know, it's the same with a car. Every once in a while, it's a production line, and then one of them just turns out to be a lemon. It's not much you can do.
1: I, uh, I this is an aside. I'm worried about this new bill uh, C23 that passed. More homes built faster. I don't know if you saw that. Coming. Yeah. They are like if you think the houses built recently were not built well, they're just gonna like slap them up. And it, I'm I'm worried about the the quality of houses built from like 2023 to whatever it is like 2033. Nice. I don't know. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, they're not doing any research or studying or floodplain or or, you know environmental assessments before they just start slamming them up so you see it's
0: gonna be a lot of happy big bad wolves tell you that much we're just gonna hop and puff and blow them all down good reference you can tell tell i've got kids uh
1: <laughs> so, so all, all, all that to say. All joking aside, if you're a buyer, you're going to go into a house. The inspector's going to walk through the house, going to say, "Okay, here's the issues with the house." You're going to get a report. Okay, the report's going to give you an indication, like you said at the beginning, uh, not of, of a pass or fail, but here's the issues that you need to deal with. Okay, so you, you 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 tally up those issues and you say, "Yeah, okay, you know what? I can I can handle all of this stuff. Let's move forward." Or you say, "Yeah, you know what? I can't handle all that stuff. If you can't handle it." That's okay, uh, there's some solutions. You can choose to say, uh, like I said, you can choose to just say, yeah, okay, I'll take care of it. Or you can choose to say, I don't want this house, I'm walking away from it completely. Or maybe if it's somewhere in the middle, you know, hey, this furnace is gonna cost whatever it is, uh, $5,000 to replace. I want them to either replace the furnace or amend the pricing to offset the cost of replacing the furnace. And typically you'd ask for a new furnace, which is $5,000, and typically the seller will come back and say, I'm not giving you a new furnace. I'll give you 2,500 bucks off the price, or I'll you know, I'll, I'll, I'll split the cost of it with you. Typically, that's, that's what you wind up uh seeing. Okay, you, you have an ask, and then there's a, a counter offer. Uh, and, and sometimes the buyers will just put everything on their list and they'll, be, they'll tally yeah. it all up and they say, Here's my total, give me this. You know, there's a $20,000 total, give me $20,000 off the price. And again, they're they're doing it to, to, to try you on. Uh, but we'll get into what it's like to be a seller on the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Um, if you're genuinely interested in a property, um, I don't think it's a good idea to use an inspector that also sells the product that they're inspecting. So if you've got I mean there's a great well inspector that all the realtors know because he's fantastic. He does a great job, but he's not trying to sell you on a new well. Whereas sometimes with home inspectors, maybe they don't not as much, but like if you get a roof inspector that also sells you shingles and sells new roof, like they that's their business. Like, oh yeah, you need a new roof. Well, it's of course two, you're gonna it's say two years that. Old. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, these shingles are awful. What is that made out of bacon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I would say uh, be wary about who you're um, who you're choosing to do your inspections
1: yeah, fair, absolutely. It's, there. There is definitely a, a potential for a conflict of interest. Same if you're doing uh, like a plumbing. Like if you if you found some stuff in the inspection and you want to bring in a professional plumber or a professional electrician, uh, you know, or or a furnace uh, uh, inspector. You know, watch for that conflict of interest. Um, you know, it, not not just in wells and septics, uh, but but also in in the other things that you're that you're getting professionals in to look at over and above uh, a home inspector.
0: Yeah. Exactly, cuz sometimes they don't enter care at all. <laughs> well done. I only did that for the pun. All right, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> they're probably a great company. Uh <laughs> we'll come back and talk about it from the seller side uh and in the meantime, you can watch one of our videos because they're great. Maybe a different Christmas one. We have many. We have many. Uh so we'll pop it in the link below. Again, Not again, because I didn't say it the first time, but please like, subscribe, and share the channel on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all the Apple podcasts. Apple Music, if you put background music to it, as long as it's stock-free. Okay, we'll be right back this episode of the real collective podcast is brought to you by real collective real collective brings together best in class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients we govern ourselves with honesty open-mindedness and compassion with diverse skill sets our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients including first-time buyers first-time sellers transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back everybody to the second half of the Real Collective Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that video. And if you did, I hope you shared it on your page because it's kind of funny. I don't know which one we're putting in there yet, but it's probably still kind of funny. They're timeless. Like Christmas movies themselves, our Christmas listing (laughs) videos are timeless. Although the homes are sold.
1: Uh, (laughs) We might have some new ones coming out soon.
0: New Christmas movies. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yes, let's do that okay second half we uh we talked a little bit about it from the buyer side of things and um what the conditions are and how it's a little bit better for you now let's look at it from the seller's side of things because sometimes you might feel like you're in limbo not knowing what to do but the best thing you can do is get ahead of it
1: it is so stressful when you're a seller and you're in you're waiting in that in that limbo that conditional period where it's like are the buyers going to be able to put their financing together? What are they going to say about my home inspection? Especially as less houses are selling, sellers are very very often quite skittish, right? They're really worried about what are the results of the inspection? Are they going to walk away? You know, because selling a house is stressful. Buying a house is fun. Selling a house is stressful. Um, you know, it, the, it's 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 all of that unknown and the fact that everything's up to somebody else. So, like you said, I think the best thing you can do when you're a seller is is remove as much of the unknown as possible, and you know, show your house off for what it truly is from the very beginning. Whether that's like you said, have a have a an inspection done on your house in advance. You know, or whether it is taking all of the information that you have about your, you know, your monthly costs that are associated with your your heat and your hot water and your taxes, uh, all of the repairs or upgrades that you've done, everything that you've done to the house, anything that you know about the house, any defects about the house, you know, warts and all, just be really clear about that from the very beginning, uh, and it puts you in a in a spot where. Um, you're a lot more transparent. And I think buyers appreciate that.
0: Exactly. And that's it, right? Like, I mean, theoretically, you get, let's say you get an inspection done before you list. One of two things is great about that. Uh, One is you can see what might need some attention, so you can fix it and take care of it. And then when you put up the inspection available for anyone who wants it, you can mark on there, We also took care of this. Here's the receipt for it. Or this has been done. This has been done. Or what you can do is put the price up that reflects the work that needs to be done in the home. Maybe it's something that you don't want to undertake. Maybe you got to move a little bit quicker than it's allowing for uh, to get somebody in there to do what needs to be done. Uh, So having that prep work beforehand could be uh, very advantageous. And not only that, like on a monetary level. Like you said, um, it it could be worth money at the end. So spending that money on that inspection could save you another four or five thousand dollars on negotiations on your house.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially if if you if you sort of write like, hey, we know we need a new furnace. Here's a quote, it's five thousand dollars for a new furnace. We've taken this into account when pricing the home. Exactly. Now all of a sudden, someone's not going to come back and say, "Oh, you need a new furnace? Give me five thousand dollars off the price." No, no, no. We told you this from the very beginning. So this yeah. is this is something you knew about. Again, it's it's about giving more information to the buyer to help you out uh, long term as as the seller, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just having having that stuff readily available, like you know, in this day and age when it's it's not a buyer's market necessarily, but like to have as much documentation as you can. And this is something that a lot of people even did in the seller's market to get more offers was to pay for these inspections because you have people who didn't want to, they didn't want to put, they didn't want to buy a house without having whatever inspections needed to be done. So by getting it done ahead of time, you're putting a buyer at ease that this stuff has been done. And if they want to have their own person come through, and do another one, then maybe as long as the offer is right. But I think it kind of puts you as much in the driver's seat as possible as a seller.
1: I am. Um, I'm going to make this announcement now. And if you are selling your house, this is a shameless plug. If you are selling your house and you're either watching this video or listening to it, and you're like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna sell my house, but I need to do a home inspection." If you reference this video, we'll pay for your home inspection.
0: How's that? I think there should be an asterisk that flashes on the screen that as long as you are a signed client. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> it's like, hey, please. this guy's giving out home inspections. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to be the people who are selling your house.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's, uh, that's kind of one of those things that you do, right? It's, um, it, it helps, I think, everybody. Yeah. Because uh, usually that's the big thing. Um, as a seller, there's not much you can do when somebody has financing in their offer besides accept it or not. Right. or take it away. Right. You but can that, ask. I mean, you, well, that's you, it, right? Like, it's th- about asking questions like, hey, are they pre-approved? And, and a lot of times, like, yeah, they're, they're pre-approved for sure. They just want to make sure that they get it for this specific property because that's a different thing, right? So,
1: and you can ask, I mean, you can ask for a letter too, right? Like you can ask for a letter from the mortgage broker. Hey, you're pre-approved. Yeah, okay, cool. Give me the letter or let me speak with with their mortgage broker or whatever it is, right? Like uh, as the seller, the more control you can take of the situation, the less out of control Control you're going to feel, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of this is to put you in a position where you're like, no, you know what? Our house is good. Like we've we've really you know crossed every T, dotted every I. We've really taken really great care of it. uh So we're not worried about what the inspection is going to do. And then you, as a seller, are relying on your agent to ask all the right questions to ensure that hey, yeah, uh this buyer is going to be able to to finance this property, right? right. Uh, so it, it it comes down to asking questions and to not not rolling over you know when when they when they come back after the inspection they say oh well hey you know what we found uh, ten thousand dollars worth of uh, work to do so you take ten thousand dollars off the price and you got yourself a deal uh you know as the seller you can kind of push back a little bit and say no we're not taking ten thousand dollars off the price mm-hmm. they still want to move forward with it right um and if they liked your house enough to put an offer on it they shouldn't walk away from it for ten thousand dollars. You look at what some people were doing during the during the peak, right? And they were paying one hundred, two hundred thousand dollars over, and only to wind up with you know another twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar problem that they didn't know that they were going to have to deal with, you know, in in a multiple offer, no no condition uh, situation. So, you know. Um, you don't have to just give a lot of the times what we're finding now is, um, instead of giving money off, if they come with specific issues, then we'll say, okay, cool. We'll deal with that issue. You want us to, you know, re the thing for you? Sure. You want us to put a GFCI? Sure. You want us to do a, a full, uh, you know, we've, we've got a couple, um, places where there's a, aluminum wiring. You want us to get a professional electrician to come and pigtail the whole house, and give you a report? Sure. Right. So rather do the work than 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 give the money, right? Yeah. And we've yeah, got that's,
0: that's all just personal preference, right? Some people are like, no, no, I'll do the work and I'll I'll shop around and find somebody and I'll use my person instead of yours and I'll get you the receipt for it so that you can see
1: right and 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 that even fits in with originally if we know we've got to put a new furnace in and it's five thousand dollars and the buyer comes along and says oh well they've already taken the five thousand dollar furnace into consideration well you know what i got a buddy who's in the hvac business i can get a furnace for three thousand so i'm actually coming out ahead because these guys thought it was five thousand and so the buyers feel like they've got to win uh if you're if you're again relaying this information in advance of the inspection. The other thing is, if you are a homeowner and there is an inspection going on, please make sure the parts of your home that need to be accessed by the inspector are accessible. So if there is an attic that's in a closet, remove the stuff from the closet so they can get up into the attic and they don't have to get uh, attic dust and, and insulation all over your clothes. Um, you know, if if they need to get the electrical panel, but you've got like maids stacked on top of Rubbermaids all in front of the electrical panel just move them out of the way so they can you know get in around behind uh if it's if it's a septic system provide access to you know like dig it up so the covers are accessible you know make it so that everything is accessible if it's a if it's a well make sure it's clearly marked like yeah here's the well if it's snowy shovel right
0: yeah shovel around it especially for a well because they're so hard to find sometimes they're in the middle of bushes right like around a house uh and if when it's also snow it's nearly impossible to find so yeah shovel it out and stick an orange flag somewhere near it so people know just anything just mark it just mark it somehow
1: clearly communicate right like here's here's where this is here's how you know it's 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 funky or tricky in this particular way here's the way to deal with it right
0: and i feel like i hope that uh Everyone's doing this already. But once you move into a house, that very first day is when you should uh, probably have a home binder. Mm -hmm. That's basically all the maintenance, all the papers, maybe your offers, anything like that, Um, any documentation from before you moved in. And then the whole time that you're living there, every time you get something done on the house that either just is maintenance or improves the value of it, keep it in there. Because if the time comes to list, because maybe you get a job opportunity around the world and you got to sell, well, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have kept that stuff. So now you have it like, hey, listen, we did all of this stuff while we lived here. Check it out. And you can leave that out for showings. People can take a look through it. And it's so handy and such a great extra tool to have to help make your home more marketable, even in a buyer's market. You know, yeah. you're just doing what you can to, again, set buyers at ease.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, as a seller, that's the that's the most important thing that you can do to sort of uh, quell that feeling of being out of control, uh, right? Because you are out of control. It's all in the hands of the buyers for that limbo conditional sale period. So... Yeah, it helps. It, it 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 helps a bit, but you're still you're still going to feel anxious during the conditional period. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. But we're doing what we can to uh, to quell that as much as humanly possible. And I, I think no matter what, even on the buyer side of things, once you put an offering, you're still like, huh, did I do the right thing? Like you're still in that sense, too. Right. So, yeah, as a seller, just document everything have everything readily available have it in a whatever a filing cabinet or something a binder
1: i've 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 heard it referred to as uh, when you're giving people so much information that they just can't uh, they can't uh, consume it all uh, i've heard it called a snow job where you, you give you give them a snow but you just, uh, here's everything everything about the house everything you know about it i've seen places i've gone into places with like accordion file folders like Roof, uh, furnace, yeah. driveway, painting, like boom, 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 And like going back original documents and survey and plans for the home. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, and that's that's all pretty cool stuff. Right. People like to see that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, how, I can't tell you how many times they take people through older homes and buyers love to see, especially on those older homes, what that home looked like in like the fifties or sixties, you know, when it's the, especially those rural properties, those old farm homes that are built in like the early nineteen hundreds or even late eighteen hundreds. If you've got pictures of like what it was before and what it is now, especially if it's a nice house, people love that. I mean, I I definitely do. I love seeing that stuff. Yeah. It's just extra extra love factor for for potential buyers. That's so where's the love? It's in your binder or your filing cabinet. Seeing <laughs> it. Nope, not doing it. Not doing it.
1: <laughs> worrying about copyright infringement.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get flagged. Hey.
1: All right. I think that's a good
0: point to uh wrap it up. I think um we've covered both grounds pretty well. If we miss something, put it in the comments, let us know. Uh if you want to talk to us about it, call us. That's probably the best way. Give us a call or an email. Um please like, subscribe, and share the channel if you haven't done so already. That would be fantastic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. That is going to be great. Next week, we have a very special episode, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because we haven't thought of it yet. So <laughs> this has been great, though. I have uh, I think we covered a lot of ground, and I hope you had fun with us. I uh, hope your December is off to a great start by the time you watch this, too. I'm Brendan McKeegan. This is Sean Tasse. Until the next one, keep it real.
1: Collective.